Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The resources, like, let's go grab a Gatorade. Like, let's hop in the car and, and run the air conditioning and eat our lunch. Let's, uh, you know what I mean? All of these things that if you remove them, becomes a real issue because people think like, well, everybody works, right? And like, but some people have like insurance, a place to go home and and turn on the air conditioner or run a cold bath or, you know what I mean? And a farm workers it'll have any of that. It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land. The of promised speaking land, the truth the land. and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because this is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. And we're back for another hour of Public Access America. He's Adam. He's Jeffrey. I'm Jason. And they're all listening to us. What's going on, guys? I love you guys. <laughs> What's happening? What's up? What's up? I just want to say that, you know what? That here's, the, here's the thing about Public Access America. And I talk about this all the time on my show, too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that the Public Access America is one of those shows you go to to learn. You know, and I'm not just saying, hey, every random listener go learn. Dude, I'm even learning. I'm learning a lot of shit. And so I strongly encourage people to listen. Yeah, when you're not fighting about politics, you can just listen to a broader conversation and decide from all of that what you want to choose because we're not forcing anybody to believe a certain way, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, conversation man that needs mm-hmm. to that needs to happen i mean if you need some technical numbers guess what mr jeffrey hello mm-hmm. 
with the fucking numbers. You, you got a bigger brain than I do. I'm not afraid to admit that, brother. Fuck no. <laughs> you know, and, and you have an experience that I don't have. So, mm-hmm. like, you understand an entire group of people in a way that I can't yep. because I have not, I don't have that lived experience. And guess what? You're able to connect with your audience because they relate to you. They understand you. They're like, yes, I feel exactly like the way this guy does. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's conversation without judgment that moves it forward. You know what I mean? And that's why I love you both. And this, this next story guys, it's like, it's, it's in your wheelhouses, agriculture, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. worker rights, climate change. It's got it all. And that's why I picked it. I thought it was interesting. So we're going to talk about farm workers a little bit, but what I really want to start with, I want, I want people, I want people that are working in America right now to think about their job and how you're protected and stuff. So I want to, I wanted to ask Adam because you got to get into fucking full gear in the summer. Right. And you got to walk around and do things and, and despite what the heat is like. Right. Yep. And so what, it, what is it like working in the heat? Like without stuff before we get to the things that you use to protect yourself and keep yourself hydrated and all that what what does it feel like to just be on the extreme edge of heat exhaustion you know it is it is 100 hell but here's the thing that i'm very fortunate about so my company i'm very very happy about they they take the initiative to find out what we need Mm-hmm. You know, they provide everything that we're going to need for our jobs so that we don't go out there with heat exhaustion. They talk about, you know, the thing, the steps that we need to take to prevent heat exhaustion, take a break, you know, sunscreen, a uh, hat, or, uh, you know, they give us all the ridiculous things that we're going to need, like little sombreros for our fucking helmet to extend it so right. the sun doesn't, doesn't hit us. The little tiny steps, the little tiny things that, you know, they think we need, we use what we got. And so, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate when it comes to that because my company cares. They care yeah. a lot. But working out there, man, there was there was a couple of days where I was like, we got out into our into our shed and we're like you know, in our bay and we're like sitting there looking at each other. And it was like seven o'clock in the morning and it was almost 85, 90 degrees. And I'm like, we are not going to work. I'm right. putting an executive decision. Guess what, boys? It's time to go home, go home, stay cool, stay wet, stay hydrated, uh, get out of stay out of the sun, whatever it is you got to do, put some suntan lotion on. If you're going to go tanning, it doesn't matter. Just stay goddamn hydrated. So we have that luxury with our company. We have the, the protection. We have backing from them, backing from L and I, you know, it says, Hey, you know, make sure that your employees are taken care of. So that responsibility trickles down. And instead for me as a leader, I have to make sure that my guys are taken care of. And dude, when you start working and you start sweating or you start feeling shaky, I mean, it's already that that process has already started. That's what I'm trying to get with. Like that moment right there, we have a safety net, right? But, and I don't think Americans understand like the resources, like let's go grab a Gatorade, like let's hop in the car and and run the air conditioning and eat our lunch. Let's, uh, you know what I mean? All of these things that if you remove them, becomes a real issue because people think like, well, everybody works. Right. And like, but some people have like insurance, a place to go home and and turn on the air conditioner or run a cold bath or, you know what I mean? And a farm workers don't have any of that. 
They have none I of just, it. I just want people to understand before we get into that they're dying because of heat exhaustion. I don't want somebody to just dismiss it and be like, well, fuck them. You know what I mean? They should have just uh, used the, drank the water that's three football fields away. You know what I mean? Like people need to understand that they don't have the luxury of um, protections like we do in America being Americans under policies and laws that protect us. You know what I mean? Yeah, regardless of your immigration status, you should be pretty provided with like all those safety things. I mean, it's your yeah. company. If it's your company, you got people dying on your watch, dude. Guess what? You get shut the fuck down. I you mean, should. you should you should shut down real quick. And so for them to be, you know, for for example, it's like a lot of my friends, a lot of a lot, a lot of the old school homies, man. They're all, you know, they come up, they want to work, they send money back home to Mexico or you know South America or even farther, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. They don't get the luxuries of a shade or get the opportunity. Well, shit, right. I get real hot. I'm going to go sit in the in AC for a hot minute. No, they don't get that. They're in a field. Last time right. I checked, Jeffrey, last time I checked, a field was wide open, right? Yep. There's no yep. trees out there. I mean, listen, you're in an orchard, then you got the luxury of shade from there, but there's still miles and miles of fields. And then you don't have, like you said, three football fields of water. You know, a, a way of what from the water, you don't get that luxury. You don't get where's right. the, the safety precautions? Where's the guys on the ATVs? Because I know they have ATVs on these, mm-hmm. these properties who have these, you know, hey, pulling a little trailer with a little water cooler or a giant ass water cooler with water or or Gatorade right. or whatever, something to get hydrate, electrolytes, something to keep these mm-hmm. guys safe. And there's no nothing, none of that. These guys come up dirt poor, can't afford any kind of protection at right. all. And say what you want, but these guys are the guys to keep our food industry, you That's know, the point, yeah, going. Yep. So yep, why not exactly. take care of these guys at the beginning before anything happens? Mm-hmm. Take care well, of these guys. A lot of these want people... cheap food prices. This is how it works. Like yes, uh, yes. That's my point. So I just want to throw some stats at you because I I started out and I saw sixty five. Uh, 65 farm workers have died since 2002. And I was like, that's 19 years. That's not many people, you know, but then I thought about it and I was like four farm farm work, three to four, three and a half farm workers die of heat exhaustion every year. And I was like, well, that's random. But then when you think about three to four farm workers die every three to four months, then it starts to sound like more of a real issue. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's more of an issue now because now everybody's got video cameras. Everybody's got messaging. Everybody's able to to communicate with you know other people. And and now now that information is is mm-hmm. getting out there more realistic, it's, right? Yep, hundred percent. It's more. It's like I like to describe it as you know. We didn't know about shark attacks or, you know, ocean attacks or people mm-hmm. getting eaten up in the ocean because it was less and less. Well, we don't know. We don't see it. Now we have the vi- the capabilities of hearing about it or watching on sonograms and all those interesting little things you have out there, right? right? Now we're looking at all the other industries like our farm workers who are able to talk to people and say, hey, this is what's happening. We don't get this. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go die because I got heat exhaustion. Right. Right. Yep. So now we're able to record those numbers. Washington State alone. I mean, we got Department of Labor Industries who's actively going after these people who have these farms, these orchards, these fields, mm-hmm. and all of these workers not being protected, whether it be from the COVID, whether it be from the heat, whether it be from whatever it is, all these outside factors. Mm-hmm. Nobody's given them these attentions. Nobody's even given two shits about 
these illegal guys. Send them back to Mexico. Send them back across the border is all you hear. No. Well, I'm sorry. Anyway. We care. We care. So farm workers, farm workers account for a sixth of all the deaths, heat-related deaths in, mm-hmm. in America. And farm workers die at a rate nearly 20% more than all other U.S. workers and other industries. So what I wanted to ask you, Adam, is are are farm workers just weak? They're dying so much more. <laughs> you know what? No, these motherfuckers are, are double tough, dude. I mean, put all three of us together. I mean, he, he, how strong we are together, yeah. all three of us. That's one guy. That's one guy's right arm because these guys are tough, dude. The, the women, yeah. the men out there in those fields doing these jobs that nobody else wants. They're fucking tough and resilient. And they've, you yeah. got to remember too, these people have crossed miles yeah. and miles and miles of terrain, uncharted terrain, or, a, or not even not, it, it dangerous, unfriendly terrain, unfriendly, a hundred percent. And so they have to come all the way up to, to Wenatchee to go to their little farms or Ellensburg to go do the yeah. work on their farm. And yeah. they've already exhausted from that that trip they get maybe a couple hours before they start their shift and go to work people don't know that these these people are really super tough already now to go in and face this it's like you're sitting under that sun picking whatever it is that you're picking cabbages everybody jokes about it but they're picking their cabbages they're picking their, their vegetables whatever their trees whatever it is but they're going and they're going and they're going they have one goal in mind get that money send it back home so they can go back home and make sure that their parents are living just fine. Right. You know what I mean? There's a bigger picture. And you know, us Mexicans, we like to have a lot of kids. I don't know what happened with me. All I got two, but it was at the point. They have a lot of kids at home they want to take care of. They got a lot of people yeah. they have to take care of. Their moms, their dads, grandparents, their aunts, their uncles. They care about all that money goes back to them. So they well, they're are just, they're people like us, just different colored skin, but like us. What? That's weird. We were all the same. <laughs> no. What? Well, what? Gra- what grabbed me about this story was the fact that what you just said—they made this two thousand mile or more journey, yep. to, just for work, thinking that coming to America was the beginning of their story, and for right. sixty-five guys, it was the end. Exactly. You know? That yep. makes me so sad. And to the fact that all it took w- would have taken is an air conditioner and a little more water. You know, mm-hmm. that pisses me Some off. Better safety precautions. I mean, yeah. like realities, you know, like I've been out in, in different fields <clears throat> where you don't well, have yeah, that. Dude, let me ask you then, is it, is it the, is it the farm? Is it the employer? There you go. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So, 100%. you know, when you, when you look at, I mean, when you look at working out in the field, like I, I have the luxury of talking about working out in the field on the farm and working out in the field in the, for the USDA and working out in the field for the oil mm-hmm. field, you know, being out there is rugged, rough stuff. And, and the reality is, is, is that you're going to find yourself out there doing things in extreme heat and you're not going to be close to your vehicle. You know, you might have a vehicle there where you can get some air conditioning and cool off. But the reality is, is that, you know, you have, you might be, you know, a mile or two away from your vehicle when that shit starts to set in. So what it comes down to is 
the fact that you have to do your research in terms of what do you need in order for yourself. You also, as an employer, need to set out safety protocols and precautions that have to be followed, period, end of story. And that's where these people are getting caught. It's not that it's not that there aren't safety protocols out there. Right. It's that there that you've got people that are actively making decisions to say, nah, fuck it. That's just too much for me to have to deal with. And and that's where that's, these guys are getting busted. And I don't give yep. a I'm so I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, 100%, man. It's like, and also, you got to realize, too, that there's also going to be a language barrier. And that, that language, exactly. these people who have these companies should already have this, something, these protocols in place where they have something, somebody, a translation service or some former workers that have come before and now they live there or they, they got their papers and they're able to, to, mm-hmm. to work as well, that they can mm-hmm. you know properly say, hey, this is what you guys are going to need or supply the proper PPE like, you know, the state government does. I mean, it's like right. they're it's 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 there it's there for the taking but now for these smaller companies or these orchards or these fields and these farmers that they, they, they got lots of fucking money i see their boats i see i see their fancy one ton dualies you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like you, if you have that kind of money to throw around and piss in these migrant workers faces dude mm-hmm. you have money to provide proper ppe proper hydration proper shade something going on for these people who are working for you take care take care of them they take care of you you get your fancy boat your fancy house they get to go home to their families at the end of the season and everybody lives everybody prospers everybody makes makes mm-hmm. a living and yep. it's it's a it's a harsh reality that you have these people who just do not want to spend that little bit of money on the proper protection for these employees. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, but and that's Jeff, the thing is, Jeffrey, like, we're, you're paying, not... we're paying them $14 an hour and giving them housing. What the fuck more do you want to give them? Uh, you know, Sorry. that's the thing is, is that I'm trying a lot to of speak these... for all of America and this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's you a have stigma to there and I'm trying to get to that. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you have to think about it this way. It's, you know, especially working out in the field it's 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 about understanding the conditions that you're working in i've worked in everything from 50 below to 120 above i've worked in everything from zero humidity to 100 percent humidity and the reality is 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 that you know there needs to be uh i wouldn't say that it's necessarily government oversight in terms Mm -hmm. of how you handle you know 100 degrees and 99 percent humidity but there needs to be be some better guidelines some better guidance and it's like hey when you're hitting temperatures like this you know Mm -hmm. get that you want everybody to work a couple hours before they get their 15 minute break but you know what sometimes it's you know work 30 sit out five and grab a drink work 30 sit out five and grab a drink and i've i've done that in construction you know, where I was working in 115 degree heat, you give it 30 minutes and then you're sitting in the shade for five mm-hmm. to 10 pound and some water, because otherwise, if you, if you work 45 to an hour, you start hitting that initial point of dehydration and that's yeah. when things get fucking dangerous. But, you know, maybe there's, uh, there's also another thing that we need to consider and I'm going to pose this one to a dog here. Do you think that that there's also a part in the lack of rural health available to people that have language barriers that are that is keeping some of these people that are that are starting to experience some of these potential issues and illnesses uh, out in the field uh, from getting help. Do you think that there's a barrier there in terms of access to healthcare? There is. It's a huge barrier. If they don't understand what's happening to them, they just think it's like, oh, well, it's just the sun. It's warm. But mm-hmm. they don't understand the precautions that that's that the good companies are taking. 
Right. You know what I mean? They don't understand what how they're what's happening to them. They just know that, oh, well, I'm sweating or I'm working and wearing 40 sweaters and I'm just fine, you know, and a couple of hats and a sombrero. Yeah. And then, you know, because that's what they that's what a lot of those those people do is a lot of those workers do is wear their um, mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts because they're used to the heat. And they're like, yep, you know what? I'm just going to keep working and I'll be fine. But they don't understand. And so the, the language barrier and them seeing all these posters, you know, now, sometimes if you're lucky, these 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 amazing people can read right. in both languages. And so you have to worry about that as well. Is, are they being properly communicated with? Do they have somebody on site, you know, who can speak that language? Right. And if and not, yeah. And if not, there's they're screwed. They're 100 percent screwed. I'll tell you what all three of us know. A company can offer anything, but if the supervisor leads you to believe that it isn't available to you, you don't know it's available to you. Right. Yep. That's a big, that's a big problem. So a company can say we treat them fairly, but the supervisor doesn't have, they keep them ignorant. And on the other side, I think, like I always say on the border, there should be programs industry. And I think that if they came in and went into an agriculture sort of path, we, you know, like we have with the H2 farm workers, we could inform them like, they, there could be a group, you know, there should be a group. There should be an advocacy group that lets them I was know actually their rights, just, you know, I was actually just thinking of something like that. You know, I, you know, as, as someone who personally, you know, I'm, I'm all for a good fucking government. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there needs to be, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here for a company to have interpreters uh, for all of these different farm workers around that number yeah. one informs them of all their state rights. Number two, depending on where they're at informs them, of, you know, what resources are available to them uh, or should be available to them in their workplace. Number three, you know, uh, have an on-call system where should somebody need information because you're experiencing health issues right. that their service is available. Uh, because I mean, there are a couple of realities. Not every farm is going to have someone who is fluent in both Spanish and English, for example. It's just not. It's just, no. As much as as much as you would like it to be the case, it's probably not going to be the case. If they don't have somebody on staff that's going to be able to communicate all that, there needs to be some way, either through LNI, for example, or if there's you know something that. Uh, local farmers groups can all hire together, you know, so instead of having to each hire, you know, a bunch of different people in order to make this work, you have one company that services all of these different farms. Maybe ask you something this along those same lines there, Jeffrey, I apologize for, but let me ask you this in the middle of all that, have we taken account for corruption? <laughs> of course, I hate not. I hate to say that, but that's exactly what's happening on a lot of these places. You have one fucking asshole that's who can speak both languages, who can speak both, and it's like, yes, you know what? I'll go tell them that, and then give them a fragment of the truth. That's what I'm saying. The supervisor or is the communication there, and it doesn't matter what the company outwardly says. If the supervisor is telling the boots on the ground, they don't deserve water or a break or air conditioning. They don't think they deserve it. And then or, the company says, I don't know what, yeah, you know, yeah. or it's the, the, that, that one asshole who can't mm-hmm. speak those both languages was saying, you know what? If you pay me X amount of dollars, I could do that for you. Well, and that's, and that's, that's where I think, 
you know, working, working the way that I do, you know, you constantly have this issue between, you know, government and uh, private employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always have that headbutting. And yeah. this is where these, these third party groups really come into play, you know, because number one, they're not going to, rep- they, they don't represent uh, the state. They don't represent the company. And it's, a, you know, like, like Jason said, it's, an, you know, essentially advocacy. Here's what your rights are. Here's, here's resources that are available to you. But, you know, here are resources that are available to the company to be able to, you know, in terms of liability for companies, and this is where, you know, this is, this is where it gets smart, is, is that when you have an outside third party, that is now it's their ass on the line for making sure things are done right and communicated properly. Mm-hmm. You know, it leaves, it leaves the companies less liable, you know, less likely to be liable for things like a fam, uh, a farm worker's death or, mm-hmm. you know, infractions that the state are later going to come in and just absolutely rail them on. And so that's, you know, you have this company that understands what the state's looking for. The state obviously isn't going to be coming out there unless there's a series of major infractions that they're going to have to investigate. But the farm work, the farm companies now have the ability to like have these organiza- this organization come out and be that kind of intermediary of, hey, let's get this right so that way you don't have coming after you with the big green weenie and you don't have your insurance coming after you for you know killing somebody and then have, they have to pay out. I think the good thing about Washington state is, I mean, people will say bad things about it or whatever, but the one good thing about Washington state is if there is one death, there is one death or if there is an injury, there is an investigation done by the state. And I think, you know, the department of labor and industries, I mean, they're, they're one of the biggest ones in the, in the state of Washington that do just that. And they're phenomenal. I mean, you say what you want, regardless but when it comes to those kind of situations where farm workers' lives are at stake, they do mm-hmm. take care, they do take interest, and they do de- their due diligence and investigate and offer options to these, these employers. Like, this is what you need to fix. Here's what you need to fix it. We're going to fine you, sure, or maybe not even. It just depends on the situation. They can't speak on that in, entirely. But they offer solutions that can, this is how you can take care. This is how you can mitigate that. This is how you can fix. This is how you can avoid. And Mm -hmm. they give you those options. And I think a lot of people who own businesses, large businesses, specifically farms should take heed and should take note and say, how can we protect our people? Because I think they any should way do you that slice. on their own. These farms should get together. Like I told you about guns, like I told you about something else. Regulate yourself before the government regulates you. So get together mm-hmm. and say, look, these are the, there's, there's 65 deaths. It's not like there's a million that you have to analyze. There's 65. Why did they die? Fix those issues mm-hmm. and you're done. And mm-hmm. just offer that to OSHA because OSHA was offered in 1972, 1986, and 2016 recommendations on how to protect people from heat stroke. And OSHA turned them down every time. Yeah. Now we need policy. We need guidance. We need regulation because bad people don't do what they should. And good people want to know what they should do. You know? yeah. and, that's, and that's where good, the, these good places, parties, they want to. Yes. And I think that's where these third parties could potentially have a, a huge 
mm-hmm. number one business opportunity uh, to not only just, you know, say, hey, you know, we're going to look at, you know, what the farmers, you know, need and come at it from, you know, that perspective. But number right. two, do it through the lens of making sure that everything falls within state compliance. Okay, let me got, ask Adam? this. Let me ask you this then. How is that going to be funded? How, who would fund it? Would it be government or would it be the employer? Because, you know, trying to get money out of employers is going to be like, you know. Yeah, we have a real issue with with employers founding arbitrators, you know. Yeah, big, big time. And it's a, and I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I think it's a phenomenal idea. And I think it should be implemented because yeah. these advocates would d- definitely speak for those sure. employers, those those field workers, those those migrant workers who can't speak the language, who don't understand the policies, who don't understand what's available to them. Right. These advocacy centers like you're talking about, these advocates are 100% legit, and I'm 100% behind it. I think it's fantastic. What we have to think about objectively now is how is that going to be funded? Will it be funded by these employers? Will the government provide funding or some kind of, uh, what do they call grants, or where they give them money? I I, I don't even know the fucking word. It could be an independent panel under OSHA. You know what I mean? So it's just so who, here's, who's on the panel, who elects those people on the panel, who determines. But you say OSHA, and then people, most people are like, nope, I don't want anything to do with that. So, so, so here's where I actually have a little. See, we have though. Here's yeah. where I actually have a little experience in 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 doing some of this fact finding type stuff. I so I, I have a report with the Department of Health that's actually saved and available here for Washington State, where I did an assessment on rural hospitals and what their needs are. It's a 50 page paper that I, that I did the data analysis for. I collected the, I I did the, I created the study. I created uh, the data analysis methods and, and then published the report. Um, So that is something that is on file with the department of health. Can you send that to me? I would love to read that by the way, just Um, I'd love to read any kind of published paper from you. I'd like to read because I'm going to, I'm going to fucking learn something. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. So, so the answer is, is that you can always have the state commission a study and have resources available from private industry in order to offer input. The what? answer, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. answer to this, the answer is, is that why not both? You know, where does the funding come from? Because what this is going to amount to is, is that this is, this is farm, uh, farm corporations, putting an investment in and hey how do we keep the government from coming after us right because because a little bit of investment is usually a hell of a lot cheaper than Mm -hmm. large fines being imposed or government oversight being created because then you're locked into doing something you didn't want to do right yet you know (laughs) and 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 for the and for the state here's the other here's the side of that coin is is that the state often goes in they have to do this work anyways mm-hmm. so normally they're having to pay state wages for all of this and and on state time which means it inevitably runs long gathers way too much non non-useful information right and then you end up spending a whole lot of time investigating something and by the time you get any sort of data out of it it's changed yes. the right. systems have changed so what you end up with is a very short focused what are the needs assessment yeah. that you have both parties inputs on what are you looking for? Where are we going with this? Yeah. And what's, so what's the what, trajectory? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Right. Exactly. Right. And so and so what ends up happening is, you know, the the farm, you know, when this report is done, what happens is the private the private industries now understand these are the things that we need to invest in. So like mm-hmm. with the Department of Health report that I did, it turned out that, you know, what what hospitals were saying was this is where we need investment, this is where we need red tape cut, and it was for behavioral health, either in person or tele. Mm-hmm. For the state, now they understand, hey, if I am going to be issuing grants and funds, this is where I'm going to put the money because right. there's now been a a called out need. Right. And so in the long run, you end up with a much cheaper assessment that allows for a greater focus on what the actual impacts are going, what impacts are needed. Mm-hmm. And you can very strategically and surgically focus that money. So right. You get, you know, the private employers get the benefit of not having this wild government oversight just come in hard and fast after they do this finding. Mm -hmm. And the state gets the benefit of, hey, we don't have to hire a bunch of people to do all of this oversight and insight, you know, and, and, and just take this money and say, look, this is what needs to change. Here's the funding in order to make it happen. Yeah, that's a win-win situation all the way around. And so with, with something like that, you know, everybody gets the best of both worlds. The the private as long employers, as there's input, yeah, from everybody, the, including on, farm worker representatives. On, I just thought about during go. that Absolutely. during that a pamphlet could be made about yep. the, what you're creating and send and, that out. Yeah. And that's exactly what I, and 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 <laughs> I can tell you from the process, visas, they could take a pamphlet when they get the visa. You know what I mean? I can, mm-hmm. And I can tell you from the process when I did that, I had to interview several hospitals. And I actually had to sit down and talk to them about, you know, where they were seeing their pain points, what they were needing. I had to sit down and talk with the Department of Health and say, you know, what is it that your end goal is? What are you trying to accomplish here? Are you looking for ways to direct funding? Are you looking to create oversight? What is it that you're actually wanting? And so what ended up happening was, is I created a blueprint for this is what needs to be addressed. And by the way, when when you know donald trump cut all of this red tape part of it was for telehealth 
Mm-hmm. And so now the Department of Health, with that report in hand, was able to say, look, we knew this was what we needed. We had the information. We knew that this was where we needed to direct our funding. Guess what we're doing? And that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for telehealth, by the way. It really makes a difference in my life. I'm, so, still, I'm, I'm still on the waiting list for any kind of telehealth. I'm not saying I need it, but you know, you just kind of need to sharpen those tools. Well, once you, you know, go to your like, doctor, you can request a telehealth appointment. Like, you know what I mean? And they'll just oof. message you and be like, are you okay? And you can be like, yep. Medicine. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You only have to go in like once a year. You have to get your, you know, blood drawn. Blood Antib- antibodies checked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But I think that this, this oversight committee would be a fantastic idea for, for the farms and for agriculture in general. Yeah. Um, I think specifically for, for the workers, they definitely would, would benefit from this. I mean, something to show that these people who come, like I said, travel miles and miles and miles to come up here to work, to send money back home. They mean you know, something. They mean something. They mean a hundred percent. They mean something. Yeah. And absolutely. I think these committees are a fantastic idea. And I think, th- you know, this may be just a conversation starter. This just may be a conversation between three random guys, mm-hmm. you know, well, not really random guys. We're homies, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, three through a conversation between three brothers that we know that we see, and this is what's, you know, this is an active, something very needs to be very actively at the forefront of our agriculture departments. You know, they need to yeah. see this. They need to hear this. They need to know that, man, not everybody's against you. Just if you want to do something, do it right the first time and be right. truthful and honest and transparent about it. If yeah. you're going to cheat your people like shit, guess what? We can spread the word just like that. that you don't need people. You know what I mean? And watch your business fail and watch your crops fail and watch you fail and watch you have to sell your precious boats, your precious <laughs> diamond encrusted dildos, whatever it is that you have at your, your treehouse. I do want, you know I I want to say, I want to say thank you to at farm workers on Twitter and at NIJC, the national immigrant justice center. Cause that's where I, I saw these stories and yeah. it was, it was everything. It's climate change causing deaths and immigrants aren't the demons that we think they are. They're the ones picking our food. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, that's what they're coming to do. They're cutting up the chicken that we eat. They're, they're sweeping up the messes in hospitals. They're tr- just, they're just taking any job to build a better life for themselves. They're not trying to ruin your life. And mm-hmm. we need to understand that. You know what I mean? It's important yeah. to me that people don't pick on, migrants like somebody told me alien is an offensive word and i was like well i think the word immigrant is offensive to me like everybody migrates birds migrate people migrate they're migrants you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're moving around the earth by the way like like they've done for the past five thousand years you know like People were walking from Peru to Canada 5,000 years ago and it wasn't until a couple hundred years ago white people stepped in and said stop yeah <laughs> You know, yeah. Yeah. and, 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 and like, like I said, you know, you know, with, with something like this, is there going to be some additional costs to farmers, to farm companies? Absolutely. But the question is, is, you know, how much of that cost are you willing to hedge? Is it going to be, Hey, I'm going to, you know, help, you know, in terms of funding a report. So that way, you know, the state gets some input, I get some input and we get a great middle of the road recommendation that ultimately is going to cost you a hell of a lot less than mm-hmm. the state stepping in and handling it. Because I guarantee you, if the state steps in to handle it, it's going to cost a lot of money. It always well, does. I think, I think if the, 
uh, farms spent less money on lobbying to keep regulations out and more money in investigating what those regulations should be. Like OSHA didn't not enact that stuff in 1972 and 2016 because they just didn't think heat exhaustion needed to be mentioned in OSHA protections. They did it because somebody paid them to say, leave it out, you know, and that's my problem. A, a farm gets penalized $4,000 when a when a migrant worker dies you could invest that in more water and not kill the guy you know what i mean it's just ridiculous to me and yeah a panel would know that like somebody that investigated this shit ahead of time would know that and the farms yeah. are on the front line of recognizing what the issues are so just help fix them it's cheaper to fix them than to pay for repairing the damage of you're doing to somebody's life you know i think the the system too is also broken it needs to be fixed oh, it's yeah. not the, the repeatedly you hear things like well this is how we've always done it mm -hmm. when you hear that you know that the system's broke and it should be changed yeah. yep. you know what i mean not yep. just be not just because somebody died i mean oh well you know what fuck that guy he was lazy anyway you know, mm. or you shouldn't have been here in the United States. That's all you hear. It's all the shit you hear. Now, coming from a, a, a family of migrant workers, let me tell you this. That is the worst shit you can hear, especially some of us who are now more educated and trying okay. to educate everybody else in the family and then trying to educate the next lineage and the next generation after that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's the system has to be fixed just mm -hmm. because it's been done like this hundreds of years or Oh, well, that's how we've always done it. You've got to remember a lot of these farms are the same land that slave owners used. They just got rid of the slaves and paid a little more for other people they don't mind killing. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm almost kidding you. With those numbers that you were put out there, Jason, the 65 deaths, are they nationwide? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nationwide. Okay. But still, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Somewhere right now a farm worker is dying like every three to four months and that's given a yearly season like i don't even know what the harvest season is but if it's four or five months you know like i that's the that's what i didn't have but if yeah, you're you look looking at from march anywhere from march to april oh for for washington specifically mm -hmm. the eastern side of the, the mountains you're looking at from april so when everything starts budding they have to take care of those crops they have to take care of those trees they have to take care of all that stuff to harvest time, which is what, uh, what Jeffrey, October, October, or yeah, late October, November, just depends yeah. on, it depends on the crop. Yeah. That's what so, my, my death rate is based on a full year season, not yeah. the six month season you just said. So yeah. if three or four farm workers are dying a year and the year is only six months, that sucks. Like, and like, I understand that the guy that died in 2002 might be different reasons than the guy people that are dying now but now is the situation <laughs> so, so here's so here's what i've got so uh, cdc actually has um some very interesting facts on this in 2019 410 farmers and farm workers died from work-related injuries holy shit yeah and so that's <clears throat> that's everything that's from tractor overturns that's one year that's just in 2019 so just to kind of give you an idea you know that's that's one of those things where you know 410 farmers and farm workers like when you're talking about our nation's ability to put food on the table mm -hmm. and literally less than one percent of our country uh uh employee uh, employment is farmers and, and farm workers you know that's 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 a lot in that that's industry a lot. 
And so, you know, like some of that, like I was, you know, reading was equipment stuff, you know, things like PTOs killing people and Mm -hmm. tractor rollovers and things like that, you know? So, so yeah, 65 people, uh, you know, dying from heat related stuff. That's, that's a pretty significant chunk of that. But there's still a lot more people dying of other things. And by the way, some of them are white. <laughs> you like, know, fix it for the white people. <laughs> I mean, if fix it. I wasn't going to go general, there, but if you don't was... care about immigrants, care about white people. <laughs> God damn it, Jason. <laughs> I'm give this one a five me. oofs out of seven. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, ju- I just recently heard, and it dawned on me somebody said, you know, white wasn't even a thing till the 1600s. White was a group of nationalities like Swedish or German until all of a sudden we started creating the slave network and then white was a thing. And it makes me laugh. White isn't uh it's not a race. It's just a conglomeration of nationalities put together with right. a loose construct of religion. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what, I mean, then that's what black is, you know, when you look at all the different nationalities mm-hmm. there or middle Eastern or Asian or right. <laughs> whatever it's, it's shorthand you know, for a more complex answer right the reality is is that like a lot of these things that can and should change it's you know you look at who's working farms it's not like there's a ton of farm workers out in eastern montana most right. of them are white you know so the reality is is that when it comes to changing things it should be done out of you know the abundance of caution that's that's how i was raised is is that if we're going to make something if we're going to make a change Mm -hmm. you know we're making changes out of an abundance of caution you know here in olympia you know we saw that 110 plus heat wave just absolutely slam us i've worked out in that kind of heat that shit's deadly that shit's deadly and and Mm. go ahead and the reality is is that you know when it comes to making simple changes, like, like having more water available or, you know, having, you know, or having some, you know, creating systems that, uh, you know, make it easier for people to have access to water while they're mm-hmm. working, you know, uh, or whether it's right. I mean, air conditioning is kind of one of those ones that's a little hard given out, you know, being out in the open field, it but having, housing, having cool, right. Yeah. Cooling centers have having a cooling a mobile cooling center that's mm-hmm. you know that's always something that's you know a possibility to be able to to offer people i mean like i will say that you know having worked out in the field maybe adam can corroborate this you don't really want to be moving between cold air and hot air because right. it'll shock your system real it's fucking hard but some yeah. shade would be nice or a place shade, for shade emergency and, <laughs> shade and fan you know that's exactly it is having 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 you know having those recommendations available like hey do we need to figure out what a mobile cooling center looks like you know it's not like these farmers don't have a huge fucking truck that they can't just like haul in a, a small cooling center if it's necessary or you know maybe something that all the local farmers need to do you know get in common is is like hey you know let's identify some places this is where being a data person is absolutely fantastic <laughs> because because we can map where where these heat related deaths have taken place and by creating that touch point map we can sit down and say okay if we were to place a cooling center where could we place it that would get someone access really quickly and you could start to create these concentric circles and say this is where we need to put a cooling and water station this is where we need to put a cooling and water station and then all of these farms together could go in on the cost of that 
or you know if the state decides that they're going to do that then the state puts those in you know you don't have this whole you know system of state oversight but maybe you have a state-run cooling center and hydration center that keeps people safe but you also have to break that 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 barrier where people are right. willing to do that like these farmers right. you know like i said you know we've always done it like this so it, it doesn't matter they'll be okay you know with mm-hmm. all these new advances in technology you'd think that we could build some kind of you know they have these giant ass tractors right that haul around the sprinklers or they, yeah. they haul around trailers or they haul around trucks why can't they make something why can't the john john deere get a hold of me i got an idea for you uh that they could haul these trailers uh, strike right now they'll get back to you okay as soon as they do i got an idea for them that will they can they can create these new things as some kind of a mobile shade something that could oh these people are going to work you know 12 hours today guess what we're going to pull this sucker out and everybody's going to work underneath this boom 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 and keep going or something i don't know man but you have to get past the old school mentality where these archaic companies are now coming into the 21st century being more aware of their workers and being more aware of their finances, being more aware of the state regulations and able the fluidity between them and having that conversation saying, Hey, what can we do better? How can we do better? How can we avoid or, these goddamn fines? You know, or, expendable people. I mean, or you know, aren't expendable. Or, no, you know, here's a here's another option too. You know, these something that these farmers can do and that the state can also sponsor. Adam, do you have that one tool that makes absolutely sense to nobody else, but you've created that tool because it works really fucking great for that one job that it does? Mm-hmm. You know, that oh, yeah. Frankenstein wrench? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, maybe one of the things that needs to happen is, is that you take the, the, the tools that you use on the farm currently and mm-hmm. you've, you, you put this out there and say, all right, engineers, let's ha- play a little game. Whoever solves the problem and how do we deliver more cooling capacity or hydration uh, possibility for our workers? Right. Frankenstein, this piece of farm equipment, let's see what we can do. I guarantee you, like, you know, it's it's kind of like how the health systems have developed games that help you f- help them figure out how to fold proteins to create new medicines. You know, you turn it into a fucking game or a competition, and people mm. solve problems really fucking fast because people are competitive. Yeah. Incentive, you know, incentive, exactly. Like, and, wait, the farm the farm workers aren't asking for much. Literally, they're asking for shade, water, and breaks. So, so the question is, even, is how do you're you... not asking for like air conditioning and filet mignon you know what i mean right. they're, they're literally asking for less than we're willing to give and that's the yeah. thing is is that you know there are ways you know like we've modified equipment time and time again to do a specific oh, job that 100%. we need so the question is is how do you better modify this equipment and i guarantee you if john deere is the one that's producing this equipment they see someone frankenstein a machine they're going to come back and they're going to be like guess what here's machine 2.0 we've yep. take we've incorporated what somebody's frankenstein but we've made it more functional mm-hmm. you know that's and, and that's the thing you know the goal of any company should be to address problems before it becomes regulation because when it becomes regulation it becomes expensive and and it becomes expensive in a couple of ways number one you're going to be paying more tax for this to work number Mm -hmm. two you're going to be fined a lot more when you break those regulations like Mm -hmm. your goal should be to cut this shit off at the pass yeah because it's going to be cheaper if you address it than if the state decides to come in and address Mm -hmm. it because you're going to pay if you if you fix it or pay if you don't you're going to get fined or you're going to have to pay for the yeah. yeah yeah 
Yep. But so fix it first before regulate fix yourself it. before the government comes in, you know, because the government can 100%. be a bitch. What I want to know is, is can white people get these jobs? And I honestly don't know. I mean, I couldn't find an answer to it online. <laughs> Could white people get these jobs? I'm going to uh, go shit on my own chest. Well, 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 <laughs> the, the, the big question Hold on, is, I'm bending over backwards and suck my own dick. What does every, <laughs> every white person say? They're coming and taking our jobs. Well, if they're coming Listen. to be farm workers and the jobs are farm workers and there's openings, are white people there? Like, Are Jason. they protesting these farm workers going, you took my job, motherfucker cabbage picker? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right, Jason. Can these uh, can our American brothers mm-hmm. get these jobs? Yes, they can. Do they want to do the job? No, they fucking don't. Fourteen dollars you know? an hour. Yeah, they don't want to do that. They don't want to do it because it's beneath them. They they believe now. Not all. Let me rephrase that. Working in the field is that's amazing. You know, right? So there's a this thing called what is it? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jeffrey. It's what is that thing called where you believe that everything should come to you? Uh, entitlement. Oh, I thought it was privilege. Yes, also that. so close. That, I mean, also that's, that. that's, that's also in there too. <laughs> that's also in there too. But you got to understand, these people are willing to work to make money yeah. any which way they can. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of Americans, don't get me wrong, a lot of Americans will not do that. Right. I know, happen to know a small handful who are willing to do that to make mm-hmm. any which way they can bring home that money to provide for their family themselves, their mom, their dad, their roommates, yeah. wherever they're fucking living. In. So, yes, and the white America can do these jobs. They just they don't want to. They, they should be able to. They should want to. And there is plenty of them out there. That's my issue. That's There's it. That's plenty it. Plenty of farm working jobs out there. You just have to go and do it. Yep. Because oh, what's, what's going to happen? Or shut up about them taking the jobs you don't want to take anyway, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because uh, yeah, let me tell you, the Latin American community is willing to do it if you're not, yeah. and they are willing to do it ten times better with the yeah. least amount of people with the least amount of PPE because they, yeah. those people don't get that kind of opportunity. Plus, now the big, American big population. Latinos were here before us. Like they're the past tenant. They're happy to get their place back and fix it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just want California and Texas back. That's all. Anyways, okay. we'll be curious. Who the hell wants Texas? Texas? Take Texas. Take it. I'll take Texas. I'll because even you know what? New, uh, Arizona and New Mexico. You keep New Mexico. We'll take Arizona. Take Florida. <laughs> take Florida. Can you take Florida, please? Uh, are you in? Are you hey, still hey, in Florida? If you're still in we, Florida, we'll take it. Can nice. we have a timeshare in Arizona? I do like the food. Damn yeah. it. Okay, so but in all seriousness, yes, the Americans, white America can do these jobs. Why well, didn't I strongly encourage white America to get out there? Because this is what's gonna Me happen. Too. Now too. listen, tell me if I'm an asshole or tell me if I'm absolutely in the fucking wrong. A white American male, female, does not matter. American goes out into the field and does this job. Okay. This mm-hmm. is where shit starts to get weird for everybody involved. This person Oh man, this is amazing. This is cool. All right. What can I do to make this better? You know what? I want my own farm. Mm. What? My own farm, hire my own people, get my own stuff, make my own money. What is that called? Jeffrey, what is that called? When somebody gets that idea, then makes it happen and then starts to get bigger. What is that called? Entrepreneurship. Entrep fucking that word. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking oh, more micro what? level. This person is going to be able to speak for all of the farm workers that are there. So these white people will actually say, uh, no, I get a break. <laughs> and then everybody gets a break because that one white person privileged took what that what was meant for them. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I do believe that white America can do these jobs. Oh, and and I do the empathy believe it would create, you know, to exactly. work a day, in the field. a day in the field, a year in the field, five years in the field, yeah. and then moving up from that guy who's picking the carrots or the cabbages oh. or whatever it is that they want to laugh about now. And yeah. they see that big picture and they're like, all of a sudden they're going into it and they're like, um, I can wow. grow carrots. I can grow this. I can do that. I can have my own crew. I can have my own farm. Yeah. What? I can have hundreds of acres. What? I can do what? this. I could make this better. I can uh, I can create a farm in a acre in Seattle. Just a <laughs> burnt out house. I can just take a abandoned land and just turn it into a farm for the community. Yeah. See now on everywhere. the on the flip side of that, a migrant worker comes in. Yes, I want my own farm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, a bank says no, no. No, the farm owners, the landowners, no. Any people who's selling property, no, you can't no. do that. You can't, you don't have, get out of here. You know what I mean? So we, they're sending their money back to Mexico to create their own farm there. there. I have a friend, he does organic beet, grass-fed beef just on the overside of the border. And he mm-hmm. makes a fortune off every cow, you know? Yep, 100%. So we're getting yeah. those skills here, but wouldn't it be nice if we could get the skills here and stay here? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not what America is all about? Growing and freedom of all the other bullshit that we have to deal with down in, in pick a country, throw a rock at a fucking country. Yeah. This is America is one of the greatest co- countries in the world. The government sucks balls. The country and the people in it is what makes it fucking amazing. There's so, of mm-hmm. course, you got those borderline motherfuckers who you got to fucking remember. What's his name? Ahmaud Aubrey. You got to remember Brianna Taylor. You got to remember Please. George Floyd. You got to remember all these motherfuckers. Who, Fuck be, yeah. You'd say their goddamn names and you got to mm-hmm. say these indigenous people who didn't get that opportunity. But for white America to sit back and complain, it's not a good look, buddy. Guess what? Nope. Knuckle time to knuckle up. Let's do this shit. Let's do this shit together. Let's do it yep. right. Let's Fucking make roll it up better your sleeves. Let's what happened to get down and dirty? This is America. This is not a land of entitlement. This is America. This is the land of I want I want that. I'm gonna make that shit happen. Let's get out there and do it. Let's make it better for all of us. You know what I'm saying? Yep, together. We have to. Together, we have to. Otherwise, we're gonna go into the the whole realm of what's that movie called? Uh Luke Wilson, Dax Shepard, and Myro uh fucking idiocracy. we're going to go that route. I mean, we don't want to go that route. This is one of the greatest fucking countries that I've lived in. I mean, I've seen the countries. I've got friends who live in other countries and they're like, you have the potential. Fuck's going on with the government. We don't know. You know, (laughs) we we don't fucking know. We, we know. We do know. I don't know. Let's go, Brandon. We just don't hold them accountable. Let's we go, Brandon. Yeah. Let's yeah. (laughs) We don't hold them accountable. And we don't know. And we don't, and we have to hold ourselves accountable. If we can regulate ourselves, like you were saying, Jason, we can regulate ourselves. Our industries regulate yeah. themselves yeah. before the state has to step in. We would be a fucking phenomenal state. And that's why our government sucks is because we keep giving them the power to control. We keep saying, fix this for us. And they're like, you want us to fix it? And we're like, yes. And they're like, doom. And we're like, damn, oppression. Mm-hmm. We asked them to do it. Yes, <laughs> we did. Yep. <laughs> We asked for that urine shower. Let's like go ahead, just give it yeah. to us. Right. Yeah, no. Yep. No. 
No, it's a, it's a, it's a very tricky slope. And I, yes, back to it again. Yes. Yes. White America can do these jobs and it just will inspire this white America who has got the opportunity to say, yes, oh man, I want my own. And it's how we growth. The you growth know that we thousand, have. How many thousand people died in the creation of Hoover Dam? You know, when they're a pouring lot. cement and, a, and like a Scottish guy falls in, they just keep going. They don't like stop and dig him out. There's thousands of bodies in the Hoover Dam because Americans said, we're going to do what it takes to earn this dime today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, of a lot of them. Yeah. We got to do something, man. I mean, I, I'm, I, I keep, I, I, I'm a very firm believer in hope. And I'm a very yeah. firm believer in faith and I believe in this country and I, and I believe in our, I just don't believe in our government, man. And they're leading us astray and we don't stand yeah. up and fact check. I mean, I know that we go and correct me if I'm wrong, both you guys, we go to, if we see some injustice happening to the other countries, we go and interfere. We put our balls right up on that fucking skillet and say, hey, guess what? Nope. Well, we use a gun. We don't use words. We need more diplomats and less army recruits. You know what we I mean? Also interfere, we also interfere when we fucking feel like it. That's, that's true. Why Whether is or not nobody stepping up into the world and saying, hey, we have to go help America? Because as Americans are going under some bullshit, when are we getting kind of some kind of help? Whether well, it be in from- 2020, nobody realizes this, but international arbiters came in to monitor our election like they would a third world country. The UN sent people in to monitor mm. our elections. Yeah. I like that. I fucking like that. We interfere everywhere else. Why cannot uh-huh. we have have a little bit of help from you yeah. know? And that's what's amazing is like the international community came in, watched our vote, and said, "Yeah, it's good." <laughs> like the world. Everyone in the world, what Donald Trump reminds me of is a guy that cheated on his wife and got caught and just constantly goes, uh uh-uh, no, I didn't do it. Uh Uh-uh. Let's go, Brandon. Wasn't me. (laughs) You know, like denial, denial, denial. It's the first rule of any playboy, right? Denial, denial. And I think that's all he does. And like, here's what I'll end on. And we can all wrap up with a comment. Democrats feel like they need a hundred percent of the consensus to make a decision republicans understand they only need 50 percent, so they're not trying to talk to everyone they're just trying to get that 51 percent, and they have it (laughs) i would i would also say you know what democrats are really great at is democrats are great at pitching ideas but when it comes to actually having the rubber meet the road democrats are the single greatest obstacle to democrats doing things Democrats are the number one reason Republicans get elected. And when you look at what has happened in the last 10, nine months, you know, you sat, they sat there on that infrastructure bill for what, what two months that's mm-hmm. been passed. And mm-hmm. after they, they, they lose, they lose an election in fucking Virginia and a, have a close shave in New Jersey. And suddenly they're like, oh, hey, we should pass that thing. Yeah. Think not this because way. it's good for the people, but to give Joe Biden a bump. But here's the thing. You know, you had six Democrats not vote for the package at all. Thank you. And had 13, had 13 Republicans not cross over and vote for that infrastructure package, it would have sank. Yep. And as it is now, Build Back Better is going to sink because progressives caved. That's the thing. Six progressives said, we're going to, we're going to honor our agreement. The progressive caucus said, no, we're going to fold. Go ahead. We wasted time. And now all that time is wasted because they gave in. Why didn't they give in months ago? That's my issue. They gave in now after the election. 
and the, and the reality is is that you know the infrastructure bill was at least agreed upon in a bipartisan level. Mm-hmm. Build Back Better has not been nothing but partisan. Period right. of the story. Right. And the reality is 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 that most likely if build back better sinks it's going to be because democrats were fighting with democrats when yep. you look at the tax cuts that trump did in 2017 it wasn't republicans fighting with republicans right and the answer is is that democrats are wasn't the sole even reason democrats why democrats fighting with them no and that's the sole reason why democrats lose elections is is mm-hmm. that democrats fight with democrats and decide to say fuck you i'm gonna fuck the democrats and they fuck yeah. themselves Whereas Republicans are like, ah, ah, fuck, I guess we got to work with this guy. All right, here's tax cuts. Then it, then it gets done. No. <laughs> and Republicans and, are working with Democrats on other things. Like mm-hmm. things are getting passed without just, you know, partisanship. Like Democrats and Republicans are working on smaller issues together. It's just these big issues are what we hear about, you know? Right. And so, you know, you know, for the for the progressive caucus that decided that they were just not going to vote for the infrastructure package until had they did. Their, well, they <laughs> and the six that the six that didn't vote, like I guarantee you, had the infrastructure package failed, it would have guaranteed that Build Back Better would have failed. Period. Well, they could have waited till October or November fifteenth and passed them both together. It just makes Democrats look weak to say we're, we're standing with this and then not and have biden they're doing it because biden asked them to and then biden said stop and they stopped it just no, looks they ridiculous looked, they looked weak simply because they had the infrastructure bill passed two months ago and they could have had it done oh the bipartisan and so one, right yep and and they could have had that done and passed and said look at what we got done right and 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 been in a position of strength that said you know that showed hey we got this done now let's get this fucking hammered out and get this done democrats still would have lost in virginia by the way but now they're now they look like they're in a serious position of weakness because it Mm -hmm. looks like they only passed the infrastructure bill because they lost in virginia and they damn near lost in new jersey so now they look like they're in a position of weakness Mm -hmm. and i guarantee you in 2022 there's going to be some big republican wins and if democrats keep on the path that they're on 2024 is going to be republicans back in power period in the story it's going to be it's going to be because Democrats are, you know, and that's the problem with these two parties right now. I constantly say they're a party of bad ideas and a party of no ideas. And, you know, right now the Republicans are the party of no ideas simply because they're not doing fuck all. Mm. But, but the, now, but now the, the Democrats, Republi- the Republicans but, have this stand of protecting its constituents from woke culture, which is a real thing. And Democrats are like, uh-uh, it's critical race theory and nobody teaches that. Bitch, they're saying, stop coming to the net with it. You know what I mean? Come a little softer with your um, rhetoric. Like, don't nail me to the cross because slavery once existed. Talk to me about equality in a nicer way, in a more in a nicer way let's have a constructive conversation not don't yell at me you know what i mean right and that's resonating with republicans and independents yep and so that's and and that's where right now the democrats are continuing to shoot themselves in the foot mm. so it's fun to watch though happen. isn't it <laughs> you know I, I had to laugh you know closing damn it <laughs> closing thoughts for me is is that the, the funniest thing that i saw recently was uh one, an article from a pretty left-leaning major newspaper asking if let's go brandon was hate speech 
And I said, if let's go, Brandon, which is a euphemism for fuck Joe Biden is hate speech. I got some real bad news for them in four years of fuck Donald Trump. Oh, 100%. Let me, you know, that's some bullshit, dude. It's like, you serious right now, Clark? I mean, if you wanted to hammer him on anything, <laughs> if you wanted to hammer him on anything, it's like, look, you guys are so fucking sheepish. You can't even say fuck Joe Biden. Ram? Like we said, fuck Donald Trump. Meanwhile, yep. I say fuck them both. Yeah. Fuck them both. Yeah. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs> what you got for closing thoughts, Adam? Dude, my closing thoughts are, man, this. Ahmad Aubrey. You know, mm-hmm. Ahmad Aubrey. Learn about it. Fuck, fuck Democrats. Fuck the Republicans. Where are the fucking people? Where are the people who are putting or standing up for these people like Ahmad Aubrey, Brianna fucking Taylor, Trayvon Martin? Don't forget about goddamn Trayvon Martin. Mm-mm. You know, uh, uh, fucking don't forget that Martin Luther King was assassinated for standing up for what he believed in way back in the fucking sixties. Makaya Bryant, who was shot for having a knife in her hand in Ohio. Yeah. Dude, this senseless killing. Dude, why? That's my, those are my closing thoughts, you know? Why? Why? Just why? Well, once you see black, you just got to shoot the fuck out of it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It was supposed to be once you go black, you don't go back, but it changed at the last minute for the white people. Yeah, it's I'm just I, you know, I'm very fortunate to be who I am, where I am with who I am because of, uh, you know, I have I have white skinned friends who are kind. They're few and far in between than a small you know hand. White I am? Of Look at how white that is. That's super white. Okay. Boom, okay. motherfucker. God damn. Let me put on my Dolce Gabbana glasses. And but, you I know, I have you. You're my buddy. <laughs> Dude, I love you guys, man. I, I always say this and I'm fucking and I get ridiculed all the fucking time. And people just, man, people just make fun of me and people say all sorts of shit. But I'm going to tell you this. Everybody love everybody is not something that just Jackie Moon said. It's something that resonates with me because I believe that everybody should love everybody regardless of skin. I mean, well, fuck your religion and your Democrats, but you be Republicans. But everybody should love everybody because we're all fucking humans on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see any other aliens that's going to take me because, you know, uh, they don't want me. They don't want mm-hmm. a fucking loudmouth motherfucking Mexican who can make some bomb ass brisket. Dem- Demi Lovato says that that word is offensive and you should use the term extraterrestrial. Oh, I love Demi Lovato. I she learned that. that when they took her onto their home planet, which, by the way, made her the extraterrestrial. I was the one who took her. Right. Them. Excuse me. I took them. Mm. Okay. I love Demi Lovato. That's all I know about Demi Lovato. She's <sighs> batshit crazy about aliens. Oh. Or extraterrestrials. It's gonna <laughs> I love Demi Lovato. Okay. But everybody love everybody. God fucking damn it. You know what I mean? We're on a we're this is too small of a fucking world. Too, like the my world keeps getting closer. People know people who know people who who know this mm-hmm. person who are some really good friends with me. And the world keeps getting smaller. And the fucking mentality just keeps getting narrow minded when it should be broadened. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 can't function without each other, man. I mean, we just can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe people start stop yelling at us once we start talking to them. You know what I mean? Try. All you gotta do try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. Love you guys. To those who would tear.
defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio, Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.